Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another fantastic episode of the Lalit Dhanush Show. Today I have with me the pioneer of BNI Bangalore, a veteran entrepreneur and an amazing human being. He is Mr. Balaji Pasumarthi, who is into the co-working space for the last 26 years and his company is called Golden Square. He also founded and started BNI in Bangalore over 15 years ago. In this podcast, you will understand what it takes to truly start a business, what are some of the challenges and difficulties that an entrepreneur should overcome and how they actually can overcome it. So watch this entire episode and I'm sure you will have a lot of takeaways if you are someone who's interested in starting your own business or wants to join one. Hello Balaji sir, welcome to my show. It's a wonderful pleasure to have you here and uh, I'm just waiting for the whole world to see this podcast episode and welcome sir, welcome to the show. Thanks so much Lalit and what a lovely opportunity you've given me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already impressed by all the arrangements that you've done, lovely setup. Thank you so much sir, Mm -hmm. thank you so much sir. Just to uh, give a little bit of context to the people who are watching, uh, the first time I saw you was when I attended a BNI meeting and I was attending the Champions Chapters meeting. Uh, you also had an educational session that day and I was super impressed uh, by what you had to say and I remember somebody introducing you and when they were introducing you they spoke about your educational qualification and they said you, you are an IITN and you've done you graduated out of IAM. I for one was startled, I'm like this is not possible and sir quickly I want to ask um, why did you get into the IIT and how did you transition into the IIM? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay, by the way, I was not always a great student, okay? So, really? Oh, yes. In fact, uh, when, I was a, when I was a kid, uh, my report card used to be so bad that people would, you know, look at it and feel good about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, it just happened uh, that... Uh, uh, something triggered and I started becoming better and better at my studies. Uh, so what I wanted to say is I'm not a genius. <laughs> it's, it's just that I think I persevered and did what's required and I was really, uh, by the time I was preparing for IIT, I was really hooked into it. In a okay. sense, I really loved uh, studying. Mm-hmm. I really loved doing all those problems that I had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, yeah, so much so that I remember once when I was preparing for my uh, exams, uh, uh, my mother used to come and tell me that you should go out and play. Okay. How come you're not going out and play? And I used to think, why is, he, why is she telling me this? <laughs> okay, because I'm loving what I'm doing. Okay. You know, it's not that I was not putting in those time, uh, that hard work, but I love what I'm doing. So why are you, you know, telling me this? Uh, so anyway, so that's how it became for me. And... Uh, I, uh, and that's the definition of work. Work okay. is something that you totally enjoy doing. Hmm. Right? And I think I, I felt that when I was uh, preparing for my, in, in my plus two and so on. And uh, uh, somewhere during uh, my IIT journey, I think I lost, I st- or more than lost, in fact, there was a course on economics. Okay. Uh, and that was possibly my first, uh, uh, you know, in, uh, what shall we say, Taste. A taste of humanities and uh, that kind of things, you know. And somehow that started attracting me. And when the choice came, uh, what should I do further? Further studies in engineering or, uh, you know, MBA or whatever. I said, okay, I'm going to do MBA. I want to uh, figure this out a little more. Wow. So that's how I got into IIM. I didn't even apply for 
uh, colleges abroad and all that. Okay. Because I was quite quite certain that I wanted to do an MBA. Okay. Yeah. So I got into IIM Bangalore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into some of the best company. I mean, uh, the one of the best companies those days as far as place, placement is concerned, the Unilever Group. But very quickly, I kind of didn't feel like what I used to feel when I was studying for IIT, right? Mm. Uh, I wasn't feeling engaged. Okay. I was there was a disconnect, and uh, so I kind of uh, told myself if, if I'm feeling like this in one of the best companies, okay, right, uh, like the Unilever, known for its you know attracting the best talent and all its practices, then I think uh, uh, you know corporate world is not for me. Awesome. Okay, I I need to start something on my own. So you didn't you have a, a work experience time between IIT and no, IIM? No, I I went straight away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's how I started uh, Golden Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Golden Square is into service private offices. Okay. Which is 26 years old now. Oh wow. So I think we are the oldest in the business. I won't say pioneers because there were other players. Okay. But oldest Bangalore-based serviced office provider. Okay, you also recorrected me that time when I said um, co-working spaces. You said that's the lingo of now. And then I was thinking, what would it be? Then you said serviced private offices. Yeah. Uh, so was it a concept that you were inspired from here? Or how did you get into that? Like, what so was the inspiration? once I decided that I needed to start on my own, I was looking for some business ideas. And that's the, this was 95, right, mm-hmm. when we started. So a little earlier was when I was thinking about which business to start. Uh, India had just opened up. 91 was when economy and the globalization. Yeah. So new companies were coming into India, and uh, getting a telephone line used to take six months, <laughs> right? So I said, okay. So this is a gap over there that companies are coming to India and the infrastructure is not there. So what if we make, keep get everything ready for them, right? Wow. So people can get an instant office. Uh, with the necessary support. So those days, even laptops and all were not very common. Internet wasn't there. So we, we, we in fact, have a, had a typewriter and a stenographer in our office because okay. that was the requirement those days. True. Right? <laughs> so people used to come purely because they wanted their letters to be typed <laughs> and, and they wanted a telephone that they could use, that they could yeah. use, right? right it's, away. it's all the convenience that and comes yeah. along with it. So but, that's the, been the philosophy of Golden Square, joy at work. Uh, that you know, you come to Golden Square, focus on what's really important for you to do, and where you need to be spending time on. Everything else is taken care by our team. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's and that differentiator is still there. So it's not about uh, why I resist the word co-working is. So it's not really about coming to network with other people. It's coming to Golden Square to get work done. Yes. Okay. I think there are better ways to network, like BNI. Okay. <laughs> true, true. So, the better ways to network. And it's not that we don't have events and th- those things happening in Golden Square, but the focus is on uh, productive workspace. True. So, in Golden Square, it's all about uh, you won't have distractions. For example, uh, vis- visual or sound. So, our designs are such that when you're working, like you're working on an important proposal, right? Uh, and there's, if it's a glass partition, Somebody walks across, it distracts you, and you lose concentration. True. That won't happen in Golden School. Yes. Because of the design. Okay. Uh, there won't be noise. Uh, so we have separate areas for conferences and breakout rooms and so on, but it won't disturb uh, your workspace. Superb. Okay. So I have a question here. You said 
Golden Square was established 26 years ago. And now that this is such a, it, it has its own stronghold in business. Uh, I'm a new generation entrepreneur. I just started my business about three years ago. And there are so many challenges that I start seeing in my own business. Now, for somebody who has that experience, who's, who has that understanding of business, sir, what were some of the challenges that you faced in your initial days of Golden Square? Something that you, you overcame and something that, uh, you know, that really challenged you to your fullest? So I think uh, two things are coming to my mind. Um, so one was, uh, so I had taken a, you know, those days venture capital and all, all was not there at all, right? So, uh, and uh, a, a serviced office, the investment is in the real estate and so, or the office space itself. So I'd borrowed some money and then taken a loan from uh, SBI and I had take, given a, you know, uh, what shall we say, the advance money to the uh, actually purchase the place uh, from the uh, the the office space using all of these things right so now I immediately I had commitments yes so I had gone to a, for a holiday when I came back I got uh, information from the bank that uh, the RBI has a new policy no real estate related loans so oh. now I was in a fix right now I need to make my commitments to the uh, property you know the rest of the payments and all that and uh, the project has to be interiors, everything has to happen, but there's no funding. What do I do? So that was my first brush with networking. Okay. okay. How did you overcome uh, that, sir? I'm yeah. so intrigued. Okay, so I tapped into my network. I started asking everyone uh, that, hey, this is the problem, what do I do? So one uh, uh, very successful business person, he said, see, the bank that I was dealing with was SBI. So he said, uh, the bank is very ethical. Right, so you shouldn't even try anything uh, non-ethical, uh, but you need to reach to the person who is the decision maker. You need to get his ear. So I got that tip, right? Uh, then I started asking for, okay, who knows this person? Okay, specific ask. <laughs> <laughs> then one of my relatives, he happened to know someone else who was working, uh, who was an ex-banker. And he said, I'll get you an appointment. I know he knows this guy, this person. So I went and met him, his, uh, this friend, his name is Mr. Subramaniam. And uh, he took a fancy for me. Uh, he said, your case is really genuine. I need to, this thing. And then uh, a couple of weeks later, I got an appointment with the concerned person. Okay. Right? Now, the interesting thing is, is what happened? How, what did Mr. Subramaniam do to get me that appointment? So he took his wife along to meet him. Okay. And in that meeting, they said, how can you treat Balaji like this? He's a young entrepreneur, he's just trying to you know, establish himself, and the bank has done this to him. You need to step in, right? Now imagine that was just a one-hour meeting, right? But <laughs> okay. the, the power of the relationships, because I know this, my uh, you know, a relative of mine, that person knows this. Uh, and because of those, you know, what shall we say, credibility in those relationships, this kind of conversation can happen, right? Otherwise, it can't happen. Very true. So I got that appointment, and then I put my case forward. He said that, see, I got it, I understand, but the paper has to, the file has to travel from the branch. So you work your way up. You know, so I went back to the branch, you know, put my case, this, that, the paper traveled, the files traveled up, and it was finally sanctioned. Wow. And <laughs> Golden Square happened. <laughs> <laughs> so that's brilliant. So now, 
you've given us two specific instances. One, you spoke about the power of networking. And today they say network is your net worth. And no matter what kind of problem you're in, what kind of solution you want, what challenge you want to overcome, or everything is possible through your network. And speaking of which, let's move on to another part of your life, which is BNI. And that's where I saw you. So BNI stands for Business Networking International. Uh, sir, can you tell us and the audience um, what BNI does like in terms of networking? What is the golden rule there? And second, how has maybe a, a, an instance of how BNI has really helped you uh, establish a part of your business or anything around that? I mean, BNI has been just life-changing for me. It's been just amazing. So there's a little bit of uh, backstory over here also. How did BNI happen? So it's again a story about networking as well as, uh, you know, how entrepreneurship happens. Uh, there's a lovely uh, theory by Sarah Saraswati called effectuation, right? So an entrepreneur's journey is filled with so many things which just happen uh, because of who you are, what you know, whom you know. Okay, so there's a combination of these things uh, changing and uh, you know the business, uh, the way the business is happening changes as well. So it's, it's that kind of a story. So in so I had actually uh, started a magazine as well called Business Gyan, which okay. was solving a very peculiar problem of uh, space market. I mean. Go, uh, office space marketing. This is pre-internet days, pre-Google okay. pre search days. <laughs> okay, so how do clients find you, right? Uh, so we had come out with a magazine called Business Gyan, uh, which was catering to new companies setting up operations in Bangalore, okay? So a guy called Yap uh, was in Malaysia and he was meeting a person called Varma, uh, saying that, see, I'm planning to go to Bangalore to start a new network and that network was called, uh, uh, you know, Excel, okay? And I don't know Bangalore, so tell me what to do. So Varma gave him a copy of Business Gyan magazine, and he said, whatever you need is there in this magazine, so why don't you refer to it? Okay. So Yap came to Bangalore, and he came, came and met me. As he said, I got this magazine, it's really useful, but I want you to cover an event that Excel is doing. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and uh, the event costs so much, but we're not going to charge you because you're going to you know, cover us. I said, okay, sure. But I got hooked. Uh, I really liked the network, so I joined that network. And uh, Yap started the same network in uh, Mumbai, where Neeraj Shah, who was the country head of BNI, he joined uh, Excel there. And he said, we want to start BNI in Bangalore. So Yap came back to me and said, uh, you know, BNI is really good. I've seen it work in uh, Malaysia. You need to start it in Bangalore, okay? And uh, around the same time, my uh, sales team in Business Gyan was complaining that you have to give us more leads. Okay. Where do we get advertisements and so on? So the two things kind of came together, right? Fair I had enough. a problem, I need to, okay. So anyways, Yap pestered us for six months and because of that, uh, I went to uh, Mumbai along with Anantram and Mac. Okay. So they were also Excel members. Okay. Okay, we didn't know each other before, but Yap got us together and he said, you guys need to do it together. Okay, so we went to Mumbai, we saw a BNI meeting and I was, oh wow, people are standing up and saying I got a referral for you. Where does this happen? <laughs> <laughs> so this is my solution for my team, you know, for my team, that's the solution. So let me start this right, right away uh, in, in Bangalore. Uh, so I, we started it that way. So the first three chapters were essentially our friends, my friends, Anant's friends, Max's friends, 
who joined. And that's how chapters grow, actually. Friends invite friends. Why? Because trust is already there, right? There is, referrals happen because of trust. And uh, uh, so trust is already there. So that's how the chapters got formed. And uh, so fast forward, today, Golden Square has, I mean, how does it, has it helped me in my business? We have four memberships from, in BNI. And uh, typically, around 30, 35% of our new uh, clients come from this network, referrals wow. through this network. Wow. In the pandemic days, I'd say it's much higher. It's more like 60, 70% mm -hmm. has mm -hmm. happened because of BNI. So it's just amazing. We have six locations of Golden Square in Bangalore. Uh, three of them are BNI referrals. Wow. The, you know, <laughs> because the building owner needs to invest in the property. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not, a, so that kind of trust again happens only because somebody says, hey, you need to work with Balaji, right? Yes. Uh, so that's the kind of, that's the power of BNI. Fantastic, sir. And, and I, for one, have also seen, at least had a glimpse of how this network really, I mean, when you walk inside, there's a perception, but as you stay in it and you grow, the perception starts evolving and changing and you start seeing success stories that you wouldn't even have predicted, sir. And uh, I think that's the true journey of an entrepreneur, you know, that unpredictability part. And now you start thinking that you can predict it. And I think it's a beautiful journey. So for somebody who's done it for 26 years, you've started BNI in Bangalore, you ha you've had Golden Square. Now, let's say if there is somebody right now who's, let's say, 21 or 22 years old and now today's generation, they don't want to work in a job that they don't feel fit, right? Uh, much of a problem that you might have also felt long ago. But from, for, for somebody who felt the same, what advice can you give this young person who wants to start his own business, become an entrepreneur? Because that they feel is the success quotient. So what, what would you give as a piece of advice? Sure. So I think... Uh uh, I'm a full advocate of entrepreneurship, right? I, if somebody is asking, should I take, a, take up a job somewhere or becoming an entrepreneur, I say, become an entrepreneur. And especially nowadays, because so many, it's just opened up. You know, funding is available. Uh, so technology. Many technology is available. Uh, you know, virtually connecting to customers is easier than what it used to be. There's so many things which have made life easier uh, being an entrepreneur. So I'd say just go, go for it. And for me, entrepreneurship is about, uh, you know, manifesting yourself, your inner desires through your business. Hmm. Okay? It, that's what it is. Uh, and therefore, each entrepreneur's journey is so different, hmm. right? Because it's, each person is so different. So, uh, and when you say the business is a reflection of the entrepreneur's, you know, inner desire. Uh, so that's the reason why. There is no fixed rule that this is the only way to create a business or only way to do business. It has to be something that, you know, reflects something, uh, you know, some itch or some craving that is there within you. And, True. And that's, uh, that's what the, uh, uh, the journey is all about. So you spoke about how the entrepreneur's why reflects on the company and drives it. But as you go by for two, three years, some of the challenges that I have seen and personally faced is that the entrepreneurs why is strong, uh, the foundation is very strong. But a lot of team members around the entrepreneur don't feel the same why that is equally strong. 
why is that why is that and i also feel that's a very significant challenge in most startups how do you get over it sir yeah, so there is a actually design problem in the way most organizations run okay so the most organization the way they design it is a sales guy needs to do this hmm. okay uh, accounts person needs to do this so you kind of standardizing the uh, roles okay correct and uh, if uh, but then you kind of saying but uh, by nature each person is different right so you can't really say you know you can't say you know you can't make a uh, square uh, what should be round uh, uh, square thing get into a round hole or whatever that you know so that that is very difficult to do even though you try to do it right you give feedback and mentoring and this and that you try to do something that you're not good at and that's why there is a disconnect okay so the a new way of organizing really is thinking about these two things as accept that these people are different but there are so many tasks to be done so we need different capabilities in the team right and now don't force fit anything okay just allow people to do the task which need to be done based on their passion and their skills so that's the broad thought process uh, so there are certain things that we need to do to make enable this one is radical thing get rid of job descriptions wow yeah. i mean i <laughs> okay go on i'm okay. i'm intrigued now go uh, get rid of job descriptions get rid of titles hmm okay and um, so then what happens then allow people to take up tasks which they love to do hmm or they like to learn hmm they are passionate about doing okay so as a business owner you your job is to just make sure that the required talent and clarity in terms of what needs to be done as a team is clear once that happens the rest of it uh, you know takes care of itself sir so i think the what you said makes a lot of sense yeah. because if people are driven by their own why now doing any task related to that is super comfortable super and easy and they'll just walk through it sir now now let's say we've established this enterprise right we've we've understood what pe- people's why are uh but as you go along i also feel a lot of people go through fatigue right uh they are literally fire fighting everything especially entrepreneurs they're doing multiple departments they're into operations hr marketing and the biggest problem is then you realize you got to hire right you got to hire and then you ask the big question to hire do i have the money uh where do i get this talent from how do you overcome these challenges as an entrepreneur because for the, for the outside world it looks very rosy yeah. hiring is a department yes but for that you need infrastructure you need a system you need all how do you get going to that front sir okay so i kind of developed this theory some time back uh that you know just like in physics there's quantum physics and there's newtonian physics right yes two different worlds mm-hmm. okay so similarly i think there are two different worlds especially when you're a small entrepreneur and you know there's a very large company a lot of times when we uh, even in our mba colleges and so on we are actually taught the large company fundas okay therefore job descriptions there's that and all of that uh for example if you are a large company like infosys or wipro and so on you want to hire people you'll come up with a job description and you will say okay these are the specifications and there'll be some 100 people lining up for the job so you'll kind of pick and choose who can fit in most of this check boxes you don't have a lu- that kind of luxury as an entrepreneur true so is the reverse there's somebody standing in front of you that person is willing to work with 
right? Now, so how can I use this person? Hmm. Okay, so I've got all these tasks. Which of these tasks will this person be able to do? Okay, so you need to, we need to start thinking in that sense. Okay, the other is that as an entrepreneur, cash is king, cash is scarce. So we need to start thinking about how else can we, uh, we need to outsource this. We need to get somebody else to do this. But how do we do this? So we think about different models. You need not always hire people, right? You can, uh, you know, uh, give it to someone who will do it part-time. Okay, give it to someone who might uh, do it out of passion. Okay, or partner with someone. And so one of the uh, rules I have in business is try to make your fixed costs into variable costs. Especially mm. nowadays when things are so uncertain. Yeah. Right? True. Uh, so, uh, so, you know, I mean, I'm just giving a pitch for Golden Square now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So don't invest in office infrastructure. Come to Golden Square. <laughs> pay by the, by the hour, as many hours you use. Just pay for that. Why mm. do you want to have over it? The same thought process for people as well. Makes sense, sir. Makes right? sense. And so, even in terms of marketing and stuff, like today, you don't have to have your digital marketer inside in-house. You, you have so many agencies that can yes. take up and do the work for you. A lot of times the challenge was, you don't know who. Who, right? Yeah. And if you have a good network like BNI and so on, that who becomes very simple. Hmm. Because there's so many people who are specializing in those niches, right? So you don't have to do everything yourself. You just need to collaborate with others. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, now moving on, one of the things that you also do apart from Golden Square and BNI is the fact that you help entrepreneurs actually understand their why, um, help build these systems around that purpose, help the team get to know this and and, and, and that's where your, your rich knowledge comes into play. Um, how did you get into your third business which is into the coaching uh, business and how does that run about sir? So some uh, BNI members actually started asking me, how do you do this? Mm -hmm. You know, how, how does Golden Square run like this? And you're so busy uh, networking in BNI. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I started sharing my tips uh, and uh, they started seeing results. Uh, and it has become a small movement uh, called Liberated Enterprise Creators. Mm. Uh, uh, and uh, in a sense, it's become a program. So there is a there are three workshops and one one-on-one -on -one session and uh, where I actually share these concepts and what's so fundamental about these concepts like some of the examples that I just shared the things that we notice in organizations okay the management that paradigms that we're used to have originated during the assembly line days uh, so where what was important is your limbs hmm. right you're part of the assembly line and you need to be doing a particular job, job. okay but if you fast forward to today, I don't think those assumptions are really valid. Because what we really want today is the engagement of the mind. Correct. Right? And the engagement of even the intention, I want to do something, I want to add value. Right? Uh, so if you kind of start looking at it, a lot of those principles break down. And there's a new set of prin principles that we need to start accepting. Mm. Okay? So the new way of looking at organizations is an organization is a living entity like a forest, it's a living entity. You look at, think about the forest, it's so vibrant. Correct. Everything is growing, yes. but one plant can't survive on its own. On its own, yeah. It needs that complete ecosystem, right? And you, that collaboration between people, that's what an organization is. Yeah, interdependency. Inter, interdependency, Every, everybody is doing things because it makes sense for them, 
and they are adding value to each other and the organization grows. So the design of the organization has changed. Awesome. Okay, so I talk about these concepts. And the, the parallel concept is that as an entrepreneur, your organization is a manifestation of your, your innermost uh, drives, right? Uh, the problem is it is there automatically. It's there. It's driving you today without whatever you do. It's kind of, I, I like this, I don't like this. I want to do this, I don't want to do this. That's constantly there. But we, we have not articulated it. Hmm. Okay, it's, it's there in the subconscious. It's somewhere. Uh, and since you're not articulated it, you're not able to explain it to people. Why are you doing what you're doing? Okay. So I've developed tools which will help uh, someone understand what is, you know, or, or give words to Super. what is really driving them. Super. So it's nothing new. It's there, but you're kind of becoming present to it. Present to it. And once that happens, you are able to explain your organization, your, what, 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 what it really means, why are you doing what you're doing, and it starts uh, uh, reflecting in your business and the decisions you take in the business and so on. The business strategy gets you know, informed by that. And uh, that's the power of becoming clear about your why. And uh, that's what attracts other people to the organization. This is the reason why this, you know, he is there, uh, mm. he or he or she wants to do this. And let, let us also join that. Uh, and, uh, and that becomes a very important part of uh, for self-organizing teams. So what is unifying them? What is connecting them together? So, uh, and, and further, the organization beyond the founder, it's about uh, connecting all of these desires that people have, all the drives that people have, to the opportunities which are emerging. So how do we create an organization where this connection is happening? Right, uh, so there are tools for that as well. Nice. So that's the uh, that that's what I do in the Liberated and Press Creators. Uh, mm -hmm. Present all these tools, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, and it's actually working very well. It's so it's kind of culmination of all my uh, 26 years of journey learnings that I'm able to share through this, mm -hmm. and people are they get really quick results because Super. once you kind of change a couple of thought processes. You just go ahead and start implementing these. Correct, sir. So that's what happens there. So, so your third venture, Liberated uh, Enterprise Creators, is an organization which helps entrepreneurs uh, actually grow in their business from stage one to literally stage 100, let's say. Um, and one of the things that I understood is that this is where you have a bunch of mentors who are mentoring these entrepreneurs. And most importantly, you are serving as the uh, bigger mentor for all of these people. And, I, and that brings me to the fact that um, it's, it's a very beautiful feeling being a mentor because now all the reflections and the understandings that you've had, you're putting putting it on to the next generation or people who actually need it. Uh, speaking about mentorship, sir, who was your mentor or did you have a set of mentors that you relied upon for some sort of advice, some sort of help? Who, who are these mentors for you? Uh, so I think there's several uh, mentors who came to my life for a particular thing, right? Uh, and uh, but a lot of the thing, uh, uh, what shall I say, concepts, learnings, and so on, I've done through my reading. Okay. So, and following some of these people, you know, doggedly, that okay, what is this person saying, and mm -hmm. so on. Uh, so uh, that's one. At a individual level, whom I have been able to meet and get guidance and so on, uh, he is no more. One professor, Mohan Rao, he was a 
professor in neuroscience science so not from a business angle but at a, a different plane altogether hmm. in terms of uh, spirituality you can call it wow. and things like that mm -hmm. so he's been my mentor and now his brother mm -hmm. uh, yeah so uh, i'd say it had a amazing impact on my life super uh, yeah understanding things beyond uh, uh it's important yeah. right sir because at that point of time the mentor is able to see something that you are not able to see yes. and yeah. having such people helps you uh build that vision helps you build that road towards something that is unseen yeah. so i have one last question before yeah. i let you go on the podcast what next for you sir you you've done so much already 26 years into business you've done really well you have a network now you have a amazing successful business what next in the next 5 10 years what do you want to do oh several ideas kind of brewing over there okay uh, uh so uh, i really don't know how Uh, you know so because of the pandemic and so on uh, uh, you know there's a lot of changes happening in terms of how work happens where it happens and so on so there might be a new avatar of golden square that we might see uh, so let's uh, so that's something mm -hmm. uh, i don't know what it is but i think it will emerge mm -hmm. uh, definitely liberated enterprise creators it's actually a passion of mine because all my learnings uh, and i see that it's benefiting people so Uh, i'm go i'm definitely focused on that making uh, sure more and more people i don't give it too much time but definitely it's a sustained effort mm. uh in uh, energy uh, and i'm creating a lot of coaches and consultants over there so that they can uh, take it to more people super uh, so that's happening uh, and uh, uh, i'm sure new things will happen it's all about the whole theme is about you know liberating people from the hassles they feel in their work Okay, so that's the unifying theme, whether it's BNI, LEC, or uh, Golden Square. You know, there are some hassles that people are facing in business. We'll remove that. Super. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, the kind of vision you have and the kind of impact you want to create speaks volumes for itself through your work that you're doing. And today, if we go to a BNI network, everybody knows you and the kind of quality of work that you bring in, the ethic that you bring in. Uh, I, for one, have learned so much in the little conversations that we've had, including the podcast today. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It's been an amazing pleasure. I'm looking forward to attending some of your programs. Uh, I'm also looking forward to learning so much more from you because I really, in many ways, look up to you uh, as a business person and as an individual. Thank you so much one more time for coming onto our podcast. Thanks, Lalit. It was absolute pleasure. Thank you, and sir. And you kind of brought out so many things <laughs> in this short conversation. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much.